This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I'll introduce you to Carrie and Darren Seibert of Soap Commander in Cherokee, Alabama. I met them at the Alabama Soap and Candle Gathering where I was a speaker last year, and I was completely smitten with their positivity and authenticity. The week after we met, they joined IBN, and I have grown more and more fond of them ever since. Earlier this year, I worked with them to help rebrand their company. Everything was uprooted from the bottom and turned upside down. And not only have they landed on their feet, but they have landed with a bang. I absolutely had to introduce you to them. You'll learn so much. And in particular, you'll get a glimpse of what it's like to work with your spouse. Now, many of you know that I have worked with my husband for years, and it can be a serious roller coaster, but Carrie and Darren seem to have found a rhythm, and I am very excited that you get a chance to listen closely to them for the clues that they'll share about working with others, whether it's your spouse or someone else. There's so much to be learned in this episode, so cozy up. Before we talk to Darren and Carrie, I want to mention that in this episode, we talk about their engraving business, which they're phasing out. So we're not going to include a link to that in the show notes. So I wanted to make sure you knew that before we get started. You can get a summary and the resource links for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash three. I'll be right back with Carrie and Darren Seibert. Carrie and Darren Seibert from Soap Commander. You guys are here today. Where, where are we talking from? Where are you this morning? We're uh, talking from North Alabama, Red Rock, Alabama. And you're in your, you work from your home, right? So in your, you're in your home office or your home studio? <laughs> Our bedroom. Yeah. Bed- <laughs> I love, I love, love, love that. Okay, so I'll just say I'm sitting at the kitchen table. And uh-huh. right before we started, I had to rush my child to finish his lunch so I could do this. I don't, my, my, I had to get a new desk and it's not here yet. So I'm at the kitchen. And so we all know what that's like, right? So you guys have soapcommander.com. You have recently rebranded, but let's walk back for a little bit to the beginning of this business. Carrie, tell us how you started your business with your husband. Um, actually started more independently. It wasn't a joint thing from the beginning. Uh, our oldest daughter has eczema, and so for years, you know, I've been trying to make things at home to kind of assist her with, you know, helping her skin. And um, one day was fascinated by the fact that you can make soap at home, so kind of did that for her sake. Haha, ha. it turned into me being kind of addicted to making soap, just really got hooked onto it. And uh, since we had so much extra, shared it with the neighbors, started getting requests for that. Kind of, the, you know, we weren't looking for business at that point. It um, just kind of flourished from people asking us uh, to purchase soap. And um, at that point, Darren was already doing um, some 
local markets and stuff. He does laser engraving. Mm -hmm. And so he was already at the markets selling his wares. And so I'm like, hey, take some soap and see what sells. You know, and so it kind of started that way and kind of grew. And I found the more we did it, the more I loved it. And it was just one of those kind of unexpected businesses. So from the beginning, I kind of always felt like we're just trying to keep our head above the water, play catch up, learn what in the world Mm -hmm. uh, it it takes to run a business and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, have a family and all that. It's stuff I wasn't looking for. So, um, and it was more like everybody saw it as my thing. Um, And although we were doing it together, it was kind of like a my thing. And that was part of our rebranding experience that you, uh, you know, hinted towards earlier. So you're like the unexpected entrepreneur. I like the way you said that. Yeah. so were you, were you both were you both working full time when you started it, when the in the time frame you're describing? No, um, Darren had been retired from the Navy um, and had started a uh, an at home business doing laser engraving. Um, and I haven't worked outside the home since our oldest was born, which is a little over eighteen years ago. So uh, my job has been the homeschool mom, uh, and so this you know I didn't work outside the home. I kind of had that. That was been more than a full-time job and then this business came up and uh soap business and it's been a struggle you know to kind of figure out how does this all Mm -hmm. mesh mesh together for for us individually and corporately as a family right and so darren what did you think was happening in your life when your wife started making soap in your kitchen (laughs) what was that like I, i remember my husband when we were dating you know, he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, you know, I have this little store and, and I make soap. And he kind of looked at me and went, soap? Like pronouncing it yeah. very specifically. Yeah. Like I could not have heard that. She must have said soup or something. But anyway, what was what was that like for you, Darren? Yeah. Well, first off, I made the mistake of saying I can go to Walmart and buy a dollar bar of soap. And Ooh, I was bad move. That, that wasn't soap yeah. in the first place. Bad move, brother. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. But then when we had our neighbors ask us, for about $200 worth of soap products. I'm like, hey, soap's not a bad thing. Right. I, I like soap. <laughs> I, I really like soap. <laughs> I, I was a little caught off guard that people would spend money on crafted soap. Yes, yes. And I was uh, kind of not resistant at all. I was very receptive to it as an additional income source for our family. But it was kind of a side thing. It was kind mm-hmm. of one of those things. It's, it's Carrie's craft thing. If she wants to do it, that's great. I'm going to support her in that as much as I possibly can. However, that's that's her thing, not, right. not my thing. And can, right. I, can I interrupt? Uh, just, I just want to add something to that. This is very similar to how homeschooling started with us. Because when I approached him about homeschooling, uh, you know, he kind of looked at me like, uh, okay. Um, and kind of said, yeah, fine. You know, try it for a year. You can't really do much damage in a year so you know give it a shot. <laughs> and that was that was I think the similar approach to the soaping it was kind of like yeah okay she can't really do too much damage here let her <laughs> let her have her thing for a little bit and we'll see if it fizzles out or not um, oh my goodness so I think Gosh. I think that Darren, isn't that kind of that's it? Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting that you mentioned that and I, I haven't mentioned this yet. Um, Carrie, how many children do you and Darren have? We have seven. 
Okay, so homeschooling was more than a notion here. It's not like, you know, we've got one, we'll sit down at the table and get it done. You're organizing a lot of things. So um, we're definitely going to focus on your business. But I I just need to know if you can tell me, because your business depends on this, how do you organize your days, Carrie? How do you do that? And Darren, I know you you have to do the same because you've got a whole nother business um, and engraving business as well. So um, Carrie, what, you know, what is it like you get up in the morning and can you just walk us through the 60 second overview of what happens to you finally lay your head down at night? Uh, well, it changes every day, um, unfortunately. And that's one thing I'm actually looking forward to in the next couple of weeks is starting back with our school year and kind of getting into a routine. Mm. Um, I enjoy making time in the morning to get up and kind of have some time to myself to, you know, get through the emails, do my personal Bible study, get outside, run for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and kind of get things going. And then, you know, various children start waking up and we're doing meals. And, and we tried to keep the morning time uh, basically dedicated to the schooling and, right. okay. and education things. Uh, we eat our, all of our meals we try to do together. Afternoon time, we like to read together as a family, mm-hmm. finish up schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once the kids had kind of got all that, it was, okay, Mom gets a couple hours, hopefully in the afternoon, to, mm-hmm. to work on some business things, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're dinner and family time, and mm-hmm. get the kids to bed and more business stuff at night. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, and and you know what what that what that showcases, and the reason I asked that question is because so many of us do you know sort of have to sort of have a system in place and obviously have a right. schedule, but we have to be flexible as well, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Can I interject just one thing on this real quick, please? Uh, one thing that I, I have chosen to do that has been very helpful over the last few weeks is that Carrie, of course, because she has so much going on, she is inundated with things that she needs to catch up on or things that she needs to research. And she just can't do that when she's got seven children prowling for her time. So mm-hmm. I, I have decided that I would just take the kids, just go out and do something fun, just me yes. and the kids. Yes. And gives her just a few hours where she can sit and focus on things that are important mm-hmm. to the future of our business. So I encourage anybody that's in a joint relationship working environment to think about blessing that other person by taking those uh, things that could sometimes hinder us from getting things accomplished, such as children sometimes, and I, I mean that being real, mm-hmm. uh, not in an ugly way, but just to, so that so that the, the primary um, business mm-hmm. person can focus in and, and really uh, spend that time that they desperately need. And, you know, I'm yeah, so... Get, Go ahead, Carrie. But, no, I was just going to say, I can, you know, I can two, three hours of uninterrupted time, I can get you know, more done in that than I could like 12 hours of constant interruptions. So it's, it's, it's huge. <laughs> what, what a beautiful encouragement to everyone. And Darren, you know, kudos to you because I, yes. I can't obviously yes. cannot speak for Carrie, but I wonder if sometimes Carrie, you feel like I need something, but I don't know what it is. I just, you know, I can't even ask for what I want. I'm so overwhelmed. And when your husband comes in and mm-hmm. says, you know what, I've decided that I'm going to do this. It's like, it's one less thing for you to have to ask for. Exactly. <laughs> that is and, wonderful. And, and we, yeah, and and one of the the beautiful things that I have to do when he leaves, he leaves and says, "Enjoy your time." And you know, I, I jokingly said one time, "Okay, fine, I'm just going to sit and read and eat." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Hey, if that's what you need to do, do it." Right. And you know, in my mind, I was like, "No, that's just a waste." But you know, if I needed to sit and do that, then that would be a productive use of that time. And, um, so that's anyways, what you I do. just, I, I, 
Yeah, yeah. I actually don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't sit. But I well, I guess I do at the computer. But um, it just I, I enjoy that freedom to use that time in the way that's going to be most you know best used, and that doesn't always look the same and it's not going to look the same for every person but I guess I appreciate the fact that there's no agenda during yes. that time no you know? yes perfect perfect point for for the flexibility importance right. of flexibility so Carrie when you started your business you had a different brand name and you recently changed to soap commander which I think is awesome you've got some great new graphics mm. and logos it's really beautifully done tell us a little bit about why you did that why you did that and what was that process like for you it's a process I don't want to repeat. <laughs> no, it, um, the the branding change came um, was kind of forced on us um, in terms of we had a a trademark issue with uh, mm-hmm. another company, and so it was we were at the point where we knew we needed to rebrand. Um, about that same time frame, Darren uh, and I had started talking. He had gotten into more of the traditional wet shaving mm-hmm. and really the whole business had become more of not a carry thing. It was more of a joint thing. And we wanted to uh, create and present a unified front. We mm-hmm. wanted it to be, people think of our business, we wanted them to think of us as a couple, not yes. me. Um, and so uh, Darren said, you know, I really feel like there's there's an opening there for men's products, mm-hmm. for targeting men. Um, and so we had to rebrand and the men idea and the unified and, it, and we just, we, gosh, I don't know, days, well, and, weeks, you know, months, just, just trying to figure out where are we going with this. But um, and the idea, you know, through much talk and, and brainstorming mm-hmm. to so- Soap Commander, we thought gave it a kind of a male Mm-hmm. dominating, uh, it's from females too, but you know, our target are males. Mm-hmm. Um, and and provided us an opportunity to really come into this uh-huh. kind of with a fresh start as a couple. Right. So so what are like the big picture steps to rebranding? I mean, obviously you choose a name. What mm-hmm. are like the, you know, five or six big, I know there's a million things, but what are like the big things that have to happen to get you from that point? Because if I remember correctly, we are in August 2014 now. You began this rebranding process sort of toward it was it like the springish time frame this year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we found out we needed to do the rebranding. It was January or February. Um and we actually officially launched in May. So, um we crammed a lot into a a short time frame there. Um, so, I'm, I bet you're glad you didn't drag it out, right? Yeah, but part of me kind of I I'm always like this though. If we just a little bit more time, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, I would still always feel that way, I guess. But it, I'm glad that there was, you know, that that part's behind us. We didn't drag it out. We hit it. And what some of the things that we did, um of course, we had the name. We we, we worked really hard on trying to get a make sure that we were clear on our tar- target audience. Right. Um and then we worked with um another indie. Mm-hmm. Um Cherish at Digital Candy Graphic Arts to uh, come up with a logo that we felt represented the brand well. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. were the big things. Once from that, then, of course, we wanted to change our packaging. Packaging was another big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren worked a lot on choosing um, website. I don't even know the words for it. You know, Darren? Mm-hmm. <laughs> e-store, e-store options. Our online target was, was huge. We wanted to have an online presence. It right. did not look dated. We wanted something that would 
would provide fresh and, and, and new opportunities that would not mm-hmm. look at at all for our customers. Uh, when, a, when a customer goes to an online website, they, they have to choose whether or not they want to stay there, and they, they do that within about two seconds. Right. And if you can't grab that customer quickly with something that's new and fresh, they're going to just jump off and go to some other artisan. So we wanted to create that that goal for our members. So we that was a big step in our rebranding. Yeah. And you know, you know, one of the things, and I love so many things about about the two of you personally and professionally. But one of the things that's so exciting to see is how the two of you um, represent yourselves together in an, in the online world. I mean, I see the two of you, you know, pictures of you working together, or I think just the other day, there was a photograph of the two of you holding your new banner that you had printed, you know, the large yeah. one. Um, yeah. you, you, you post quotes that are inspirational to both men and women. But Darren, I have to say that the, the appeal for a male to buy a, a personal care product is quite a bit different from what it is for a woman. So tell us a little bit about how you're making that work, Darren, and how you and Carrie as a, as a male and female couple are making that work. How, how are you making that connection with your target customers? Well, first off, we, we learned through, through Indy that if we start this new business venture without a target audience, we would be, it would be for naught. Right, when, right. I, when I got involved in, in traditional wet shaving, I saw there were very few uh, artisans who were handcrafting these products that would meet the demand that was out there. There were people asking for people to make uh, homemade shaving soaps, aftershave balms, things of that nature that was really uh, would do something for them. They were tired of buying things from uh, brick and mortar stores or yes. made overseas, mm-hmm. and. Um, so we saw that we started making some products uh, from our old business name, right? And uh, it kind of took off, and we weren't really expecting that. So we decided that when we did this, uh, how can we how can we create a product that's going to meet their high standards? Uh, it was amazing to me when I started getting involved in Facebook forums and online groups. Mm-hmm. How much money men actually spend on traditional grooming mm-hmm. things? Uh, our target audience at the time was going to be a mid forties, uh, upper middle class. Uh, type of individual mm-hmm. and over the last two months we realized that our target audience has actually been age of 42 years old and um, we're a 94% right now male dominated business right now which awesome. is totally a flip flop from what we expected yeah. we, we have this take charge we want men to, to feel like men again we want them to take charge of their lives so when we decided that we would make these this um, branding we decided mm-hmm. that we would, we would create names that men need in their lives, such as vision and courage and passion and purpose in life. Men are missing these things from, from life and on the workforce and at home. Mm-hmm. But we decided if we could give them something, if we could give them an actual grooming experience that when they walk into the bathroom to the time they leave, they could feel, hey, I feel passionate about my day. I'm ready to start the day. And all of those scents all smell the same. So we did that, and we, we, we put that out there, and guys were eating this up. That this is really what I want to do. Yes, so we're, we're yes. But that wouldn't, and that wouldn't fly real well coming from a woman. No. You know, so, no, it, and that's the important part here is, you know, that I could make the same products and say the same things, but, um, you know, it's, it doesn't hold the weight. Yes, yes. <laughs> coming from me, and that's, and we don't want it to. You know, I don't, I don't want to be in that position. So that's where, really where this, you know, uh, the partnership shines is, is right. him being able to speak to that from 
a male perspective and, and the, the connection there he has. Yes, that connection. And, and what I, you know, as you were talking, Darren, I was like ready to jump up and shout. Yes, vision, purpose, <laughs> passion. And, yeah. you know, it, it, those those values are universal. They just are universal. And so to be able to get that experience when you wake up in the morning. And I mean, it's almost like shaving with an affirmation. It is. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. the plan. And, and that's such that's such a good point. And so, you know, what would you say, Darren? I mean, not everyone has obviously the same target audience, but have you found in your experience and just being a business person that being able to present a product that is more than a product, that is an experience or a feeling or an emotion for other people is a critical part of being able to make that, make that sale? Oh, I would absolutely say that. And I think right now, where we are in our business, that it's making all the difference in the world. You know, um, mm-hmm. we, we just mentioned that just yesterday about our sales that have been happening. Uh, people are commenting on the fact that they really are buying our products, not just for the quality of our products, but because of, of what they're gaining. They're becoming part of our family yes. when they purchase one of our products. So they're not just buying a product. They're buying into uh, what we're about. They you know? are. And, and, and I, and I want to encourage all the indies to, to understand that just because the widget may be soap or lotion, there's more in it than that. And don't be afraid to let who you are, your individualism, come through in your products. Well, and let's talk about that, too. And, Carrie, um, I, I want to go there with you because I know we had some conversations about this in the past about, you know, sort of stepping out and it being me. Yeah. And is it really me? It's just soap. It's not me. And, and, and right. how, how would you dovetail on what Darren said to sort of describe that? Um. Yeah, I th- well, we, you know, the, with this new business, we've kind of targeted men, but we've also uh, had some women products in there, too, and, and speaking to that. And, and when we were formulating the, the women's side, I was trying to think, you know, what what do I need as a woman? Mm-hmm. And um, I need more than, you know, I need soap and, you know, the mm-hmm. necessities. But, you know, to be at my best, you know, there's certain attributes that I need, too. And, right. and, and we named... We named our line after those types of things, determination, patience, those types of things that a woman really needs. And um, I don't know, it's, it's given another, it gives another dimension to the products when there's more to it than, hey, I just sell soap. It's, it's something uh, more special about it, more unique, more, uh, I don't know, just well, personal. You know, and it, it just so happens to fit what I see of your life. And that mm-hmm. is, you know, it, it, I don't know how that sounds. Does that sound weird? It kind of does yeah, no, because no, I see, yeah. I see, um, you know, products for men and women. Um, you said most of them are being purchased by men. It's the men, the male products that are the, the largest part of your sales. And so when I do look at your marketing, that is what I see. I see strength. Right. I see, um, you know, this kind of um, as, as Darren mentioned, the vision, the purpose, and the take charge. I think that's one of right. your one of your um, your 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 taglines too, is right. you know, take charge. And so, I really do see that it resonates beautifully. So, tell us a little bit, Carrie, about the business model. Like you all obviously make money on your Bath and Body products, selling them online, but you also have have other ways to generate income for your family. Tell us a little bit about all those ways. Okay. Well. Uh- you know, our main thing is, is our online website, the retail through that. We also do a good number of local markets mm-hmm. and fairs. In fact, we have one tonight that we're doing. It's a, a monthly one that we do. And we just 
love doing that one because it's, you know, we're seeing the same customers right. month to month and they're stopping by and we're visiting and, and the, the connection that's there is really exciting for us personally. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we also do wholesale uh, with some local br- brick and mortar stores and we're just now beginning to partner with some online resellers um, to market our products uh, online also. Uh, Darren has um, another business that's laser engraving um, and that's income for our family also and of course his retirement from the Navy uh, so those are those are the ways that we're um, putting you know, it together yeah awesome you know and I just have to say you 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 didn't mention a way and that is that your gorgeous sons are master bakers <laughs> over there and yeah. so not only can you get right. you have a, another new business that you just started what's that one that's called uh, Proverbs 3 9 proofs mm-hmm. Um, and our sons, number two and three, uh, decided on their own to begin a business. And actually last year for, for their homeschool, part of their curriculum was, um, an entrepreneur, uh, course for targeted for teens. And they worked through that, um, had to come up with their, you know, business model and, and work through all the details of that. Um, in fact, I think Darren and I kind of snagged their books and read them too because they were really informative. Um, but they have worked on their own to get their business up and running and have not wanted financial help from us. We've offered and they have turned us down. So they are really doing this grassroots for themselves and we're just thrilled. <laughs> I love it. I know. They are, t- they really are. And that's one thing that especially the, the son number two, he's really big on that, that independence. You know, he said, mom, I don't want it to be your all's thing. We need it to right. be ours. Good. Um, and which we love. And even when they're baking things, I mean, I'm not even helping in the kitchen. It's, I'm, um, I wash dishes a little bit here and there for them. And that's about it. They're doing, they're doing it themselves. themselves. And it's really encouraging to, to see that coming up in the next generation. I, I love that. Um, that is that is that is uh, just. I have such a passion for raising our next generation to have an entrepreneurial mindset because the direction for you know at least the next couple of generations in terms of our economy is definitely moving. Right. Well, it is. It is in that direction now. Mm-hmm. It's not even going there. It's already there. So. Mm-hmm. Darren, what what are some of your insights and tips that you can share with people who might be thinking about going into business with their spouse? It sounds fabulous. Every day we get together, we work together, we're together 24 um, seven. Or maybe some people don't think of it that way. But what are your tips and insights on what that's like and, and what people need to consider before they think about doing that? Well, the first thing you need to consider is what you've already mentioned, that you are with that person 24-7. And <laughs> yeah. because men are from Mars... I can see for some people it's like, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, yeah. That's it. In one ear, out the other. No, thank you. Uh, we, come at, we come at every project from a different perspective. And Carrie and I are as opposite as night and day. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and people don't believe that, but that's the truth. So mm-hmm. you have to be willing to, to sacrifice what you think is best to, to really sometimes... That's a great question. Um, there can be no selfishness involved when, when you're trying to run a company together mm-hmm. uh, because you're not the know-it-all and the other person's not the know-it-all. You're trying to come up together with a, uh, with a joint tandem decision that's the best for not only the here and now but for the future. Right. Uh, yes, there is a pure joy that, that happens that working together and 
Mm -hmm. uh, we try to see what the person's lacking and how can I help you out. And it's, mm. it's, it's, it goes both ways. So, and that's one thing is you, work, you need to be very conscious of what is that other business partner because that's what the other person is. They are your business partner. Right. And if you want your business to succeed, maybe you're the hindrance and you need to back yourself up and check yourself and say, hey, I don't have the solutions here, but let me give you some time. Let me give you some space. Maybe you can, you're smarter than this man. I married a mathematician for a reason. I'm <laughs> terrible at math. Okay, so when it comes to budgetary type things, when it comes to product um, pricing, mm -hmm. I, I need to try to stay out of that as much as possible because she's the, the, the better person that when it comes to actually creating mm -hmm. graphics, you know, that's kind of more of, of, of my background and where right. I come from. Right. And we, tr we, we try to really uh, use each other's uh, positives to mm -hmm. benefit you know, the business as a whole. It sounds um, like you, you have figured out how to maximize each other's strengths. Yes. That's a good way to phrase it. Does it always work that way? No. I mean, right. No. Right. I, mean, I, I don't right. want to paint a pretty picture. There are days when mm -hmm. it's very frustrating. Uh, however, the the joys are definitely outweigh the the, the struggles for sure. Yes. You, one, it, of our, one, yeah. of our challenge, one of our challenges is just you know, both of us are coming at the business with different ideas sometimes, mm -hmm. and um, it's making sure we're on the same page and working towards that same common goal. Um, and like Darren said, sacrificing what you think is like the best perfect idea in the world, you know, when when you present it to the other person and they're like. No, right, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, you can't get your ego wrapped up in that. Um, it's 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 hard, but it's that's a good point. You know, coordinating two different people into one. Yeah, uh, plan. Well, <laughs> and and you know, because you have been married for quite a bit of time before you started the business, it, yeah. my guess is that you had some practice at at that sort yeah. of you know putting the ego aside and because cause just like a business. You know, the, the marriage is a separate entity and the business is, is like another child. It's definitely a separate entity. So do, oh. do you find that it's easy? Well, not easy, but maybe easier to sort of let that ego type thing go because you can kind of look at this business as, you know, a separate entity that needs to be nurtured and, and cared for so that, you know, if my ego gets in the way of that, then, you know, it gets in the way of us, you know, maybe eating or whatever. So. Right, right. Um, Darren, you might be better at that than me. Uh, it, it is important to, to learn that. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's something that most people don't think about. And that's why I'm asking yeah. you, because this is, I mean, this is where, you know, the conversation is like, this is where the rubber meets the road. If you're yeah. working with another person, whether it's a spouse or not, you know, you may have, you know, just, you know, signed a contract with the best graphics designer ever, or you're ready to. And the other person looked at the portfolio and goes, eh, you know, right. <laughs> I'm so not right. there. Um, having said that, though, what if, what if the two of you as business people have completely delegated that job to one of you, then the other one has to put that ego aside, right? And say, okay, well, this is what, you know, this is what we said, this part of the partnership, this was going to be your job and you've done it. So, you know, right. unless I have some radically, you know, objection to it, it's, this is what we're going to go with. Cause this is what we decided to do. Is that, is that kind of sometimes how messy it can get? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. And, and you made a point that, that you know, having a business, a home-based business, is like having another child. And you always have to come to every decision that you make with a future in mind, what's best for that child, that mm -hmm. business. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, there's so many good things that we could do for that child right here, right now. 
but we have to take baby steps, you know, so to speak. Right. You can't do you can't do everything for that business at one time. You have to be willing to back up and say, okay, for, for right now, this is what we're going to do, and you have to kind of nourish it. You, mm-hmm. you have to you have to feed it slowly. You yes. have to build it up. And sometimes we bite off more than we can chew when we're this this baby child business is too young. It can't, That's it can't right. handle that. Such then, a good point. We can't microwave our businesses. We have to put them yeah. in the crock pot. Yeah, and and during that time, you know, because there's so much to do and trying to prioritize what what's happens first, what's most important and all that. Going back to what you were saying before about coming at it from different ways, um, there's a lot of trust involved. Some mm. of that is just oh, yes. laying, yeah, saying, okay, well, that's, that's more your area of expertise or that's been delegated to you, and I'm going to trust that that's what we need to be doing at this point right. because that's the decision you made. Right. Um, and and so and yeah. that's hard. <laughs> that's hard when you're thinking, oh, but, you know, because I think we get, at least I do, I get wrapped up with my idea is the right way mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to make yeah. us X amount of money and, and so we need to do this. And yeah. sometimes there's, there's a certain amount of trust of putting that aside and saying, okay, I'm going to trust that that's not the right decision right now. Well, the you two know? of you have obviously built a strong collaboration. I, I see it just getting stronger. Every, it comes through my Facebook feed. I'm like, look at them. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. so excited to see it. And I know you're an inspiration for so many people, you know, both couple couples who want to be in business together, as well as entrepreneurs who are doing it themselves. And we, none of us mm-hmm. go it alone. I'm not going to say right. that. Um, that network is so important. And, and you have that in place. So in, in closing, tell us, where all of your businesses are located online so we can go check them out. I know Darren, let me just say too, before we go, Darren is a master engraver. I don't know if if there is such a thing. He, he makes um, anything that you can engrave with wood uh, or engrave into wood. He just, I don't know the right terminology, but um, you, you create like picture frames with people's names in them. You've done, uh, cosmetics product holders like lip balm holders display holders for people who are putting their products into retail stores i i know the list is really long right. so right now we're yeah. focused mostly right now on picture frames and soap stamps we make a lot of soap stamps and right. we yeah. enjoy making that soap um, stamps my, stamps yeah. like to stamp your logo or something into a soap right exactly yeah okay exactly. All right, so we need to know these uh, domain names on these websites so we can go and learn more about what you do and buy some stuff. <laughs> okay, well, first and foremost, soapcommander.com is our, our first, our bread and butter website that we have. And our secondary source of income would be our website for engraving, which is engravingworks.com, engravingworks.com. Soapcommander.com. Take charge, y'all. <laughs> and, and engravingworks.com. And you know, if you're, if you're, what part of Alabama are you in? We're in North Alabama. North Alabama. Okay, you have got to get to the, the bakers. I'm so inspired by those young men. Um, I just, you know, want to drive down for the farmer's market so I can get some of that bread. And <laughs> You come down, we'll get a cheesecake for you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you just never know where you might see me show up. So, yeah. oh my goodness, Carrie and Darren Seibert of Soap Commander and EngravingWorks.com. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights and your experiences and really for really just, you know, you know, letting it all hang out and, and really sharing where the rubber meets the road and, and some of the things that aren't straight lines and aren't perfect in business. You guys are doing a great job. I'm so honored to have you here today. See you next time. Bye-bye. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Carrie and Darren Seibert. I love what they said about how you've got to put your ego aside when you're in a business relationship with your spouse. Having worked with my husband over the past decade, I can truly relate to that. We have just enough time for our question of the week. It's from Jordana Barish of BlueButterflyAmazingCrafts.com in Brooklyn, New York. And Jordana asks, how can I draw people to my website? I'm currently using a prefabricated template for my site. Should I pay for a professional website builder to build a website for me? Well, Jordana, the answer is yes. You should hire a professional designer to build your site. It's the online showcase for your brand, and it has to look good. If it doesn't, people will neither go there, or if they do, they won't hang around to buy anything. The pictures have to pop. It's got to be easy to navigate, and it really has to be inviting. So it's a good, positive experience that people want to have over and over again. Now, if you don't have the budget for that right now, I have two words for you. Save up. Start pricing website design services and get a fix on how much money you're going to need and set a deadline to save it so you can have a site customized for you and you can build this into your business plan for the next several months. Now, I see that you're an IBN member, so I want to make sure you listen to our success call. This is a member resource that you can listen to. It's called How to Launch a Website that Sells Products and Works More So You Don't Have to. And all you need to do is just log in using your member login, Jordana, and you'll find that in the resource area behind the members only section of our site. But really quickly, I want to take some time to share a few observations about your website. The first is, I want to see you put larger, brighter, and more clear product photos on your homepage. The one that's there right now is, um, it's, it's, it's not very well lit, and it is kind of small for the space on your homepage. There's a lot of white space around it. So there's a lot of blank space on your homepage, which is really valuable real estate. You can use that to put a nice, big, juicy picture of your products there so when people land on your website, they don't see so much white space and they actually see really nice, juicy product photos. I want to see you get a newsletter sign-up option at your website so that you are, number one, staying in touch with prospects and customers on a monthly basis. Send that newsletter out at least once a month. But make sure that right there on the home page above the fold it's very easy for people to see how they can sign up for a newsletter or sales blast or whatever it is that you want to send out and make sure that it's easy for them to see and that there's a call to action there something for them to do people will come to your website a lot of times they will not buy anything the first time they get there. So you want to give them something else to do. And signing up for a newsletter is a great action for them, and it also helps you build your list. And you send out a newsletter regularly to those people, and that is one of the best ways to generate sales. And then lastly, I want to encourage you to put an events calendar on your homepage. I went to your Facebook page and I noticed that you do events and your booth, by the way, is beautiful. So put some of your event listings on your homepage. So again, when your customers come, 
to your website, they have some options. They can buy straight off your site, they can subscribe to a newsletter, or if they're in your area, they can see what markets and shows you're doing so that if they'd rather come meet you in person and connect with you that way, that's an easy to find option on your homepage. So there's just a few things that you can do. And I want to remind you that, you know, website design is an ongoing process. The, the things that I've suggested are, are, you know, just high level ideas to help you begin to move in the direction of using your website to its maximum potential. But website design is one thing and website maintenance is another. It is an ongoing process. So I want you to know that it's never, ever done. But I want to encourage you to save up the money, do some pricing on website designers so that you can understand how much it is that you need to save up. And then look around at websites that you like and start taking notes about what you like about those websites, what don't you like about some websites. And then that way, when you settle on a designer, you have some examples that you can show that person of websites that you like, websites that you don't like, and features that you really think you want to have at your website. That's a very important part of the process. So the earlier you start that, the better. So I hope that was helpful to you, Jordana, and I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of Indie Business Podcast, won't you please tell a friend? You can share from IndieBusinessNetwork.com, and you can also share and leave a comment for us on iTunes. I would so appreciate that because here's the deal, right? There's a lot of podcasts out there for small business owners, but this is the only one that focuses exclusively on makers and handmade entrepreneurs. So if you, the makers who listen and enjoy it, would share, then more people will know who you are and more people will understand that handmade entrepreneurs are here to stay and that we are making a big dent in the universe. I'll see you on the next episode of Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.